Boner. I don't know shit about fuck. You fucker. I like sucking. But I ain't gay, gay, gay. Legit fat podcast. Fuck those honkies. Hello. Okay. Welcome to Legit Bat. It's always so sudden. It's such a startling thing to see our faces. <laughs> you need to work on up. the transition, babe. I can't. Premier only lets <laughs> me do so kidding. much shit. Uh, I'm Joe. Ben's here. Jen's here. We're all here. Mm-hmm. No noise from Ben. Oh, he's chewing. That's why. No, 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 no. He's not chewing his nails, though. He's not chewing his fingers, people. Chewing hands. Uh, <clears throat> and no, I was just trying to slam the rest of my dinner. <laughs> oh, why are you eating so late? Because by the time I got home, pooped, showered, smoked, and I had a lot of time. And I uh, made Liam uh, dinner because Lene's under the weather. Oh. Under the weather, what are you, 85? She's not feeling well? Sure. <laughs> uh, before we get started, Jen, you got a shout oh, out? Oh, yeah, I wanted to give Julia from the Cosmic Peach podcast a shout out. I've been digging her show lately, and she has some really cool stuff coming up for October. Her show is awesome, you guys. I We just had her on, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago. It all blends together, but um, she has worked really hard to get a bunch of cool stuff put together for October for the Halloween theme. So go check it out. And she's cosmic.peach.podcast on Instagram too. So check it out. She rocks. Wow. Uh, We normally don't allow that. I'm giving that a 9.5. Well done. Wish I had a That's very nice. Boner. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have anything else? Is there more ado or is that all of the ado? I think that's all the ado. I'm already ado'd out. Well, further ado, yeah, and let's introduce no our guest. All right. What? Oh, we got Johnny's in the chat already. Oh, Johnny, I haven't farted yet. Wait for it. Anyway, tonight we got Ryan Dean from the Great Dangerous World podcast. What's up, dude? Are you using your green green screen tonight? It doesn't look like it. I am, but it, the settings just don't work very well with StreamYard. Oh, dude, yeah, you got to go to settings, uh, background, and then adjust the little slider thing. I got to do that every time. Yeah, it, it makes my hair too. look all fucked up. Yeah, you know, this is what the people want to hear about, you know? Yeah. I mean, that hey, is. that's why they tune in. I like your background, yeah. though. Where'd you get that? Did a fan make that for you or did you design no, that? No, no. I I found this on the web, on the online. That's what it was. Interwebs. I mean, I, it was just interwebs. Random. Everything got messed up on my computer. And so uh, I'm actually doing what you said to do right now. I'm seeing if I can find it. But yeah, no, uh, everything got fucked up. My computer got completely screwed. Lost every file that I had, all my t-shirt designs, a lot of my episodes. Oh, um, but you know, I just uh, re-recorded those episodes, and I'm redoing the designs as we speak. So yeah, just hey. one of those things. That, that sucks. Oh, That's hey. why I got a external hard drive is to to do that, and I have yet to back it up. And now I'm thinking I should, since it happened to you, it'll probably happen to me. Yeah, I have. Okay, let's see. Is this gonna be better? Should I just do it like that? Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's way better. Oh, that's yeah, leave it. Shit. <laughs> leave it. <there. laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I have a hard drive, but for some go. reason, it's just you know, just Scuff one of those fried. things, dude. Maybe the government's messing with me. That's what the hack thing is to say. I think really what it is is just sometimes some shit happens, and my computer fucked me. That's what that's what it is. 
right? Yeah. No, yeah the that's the boring was... version. The fun, the fun version is they're fucking with you because they want you to, they want all of that technology to be obsolete so that you opt for the implant in your head to sure. store all of your shows. No, they want, if the government <laughs> was fucking with you though, they wouldn't do that. They'd put child porn on your computer and then send the FBI to your house and you would never hear from Ryan again. Well, they're probably doing that too. Let's be real. I mean, who knows? I, I, I'm at the same time, dude. I'm waiting for any of this shit to actually happen. I've become real right. cynical lately with a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, dude, are conspiracies even real? I'm getting to the point where I'm like, a lot of this shit is bullshit. But at the same time, a lot time, of it is it's so fun. Yeah. Well, so exactly. yeah, we talked about that a while ago with uh, talking about just getting jaded with it because you're like, you, you got to put yourself in the other shoes and be like, what if? All of this actually is fake, but then you have to go through and rethink all of that, and it doesn't still doesn't make sense. So that's why I always yeah. come somewhere in the middle, you know, like the COVID shit. If you just believe opposite of what we think, it doesn't make fucking sense. Work your way through it, and nothing about it makes sense. So it, it's somewhere in the middle there. But yeah, the, the the real wild, far out ones we never even really touch on. Besides yeah. flat Earth, once it's in a while, that's something fun. in between with COVID. It's something in between it being a deadly virus and them wanting to murder the entire population. There's an in-between somewhere that is probably the truth. Yeah, speaking of that, uh, thanks Zach in the chat. Uh, the the great Hotep Zach from the Telegram group, uh, he was saying, what about September 23rd? So have oh, you heard about this? Yeah. The whole date, September 23rd, 24th, somewhere around there? Yeah, 24th is what I heard. Um, man, it sounds like, uh, you know, January 20th. Uh, it sounds like all these other dates where it's just like, you yeah. know, something bad. December 21st, 2012. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, if something happens, then, you know, I guess we'll look like the idiots that didn't talk about it. Right. I mean, the if the Internet's going to go down, um, what's the point of actually getting out there and saying that, like, you know, all this crazy shit's going to happen before that date? Because then we won't be able to talk about it as a group anymore. So. I find that, you know, you're kind of like there, there's zero risk in just saying that nothing's going to happen, because even if something happens, we're not going to be able to talk about it. Anymore. No one's going to torture you fair. for it. That's for sure. You're not going to have any Internet trolls torching you because oh, you dummy. We told you. Yeah. Have yeah. you ever had I mean, compilations of people who talk about the dates over history, like years and years and years? There's always a date where something's happening. Something's always. coming. The people get sucked in and they're like, the end of the world is coming tomorrow. Okay, well, now it's next week. Okay, it's six months from now. Let's go be safe and say it's two years. And well, it's I have, I've said it ad nauseum, but that's the same thing with numerology and gematria and all that. Much respect to people who do that. I'm not ragging on you. I just, they're numbers. There's only, I mean, there's a lot of numbers. There's all the numbers. There's infinite numbers, but, you know, one to 10 is only so many numbers. So to reduce everything down to one of those 10, it just, it is interesting. It's interesting, but you can find a pattern in literally anything yeah. in We're your ceiling. In fact, humans I mean, yeah, humans are, uh, I mean, this is what we do, right? We find patterns and in, in everything. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. fun. Um, but I think that lately it's really started damaging the ideas of what, um, you know, real, change can come from you know if, if we're if we're sitting here and we're actually trying to get anything kind of good going in the world uh man people that are talking about lizard people running the world and shit it's it's really going to be damaging to anyone that actually has some serious geopolitical conspiracies and actual research you know like little conspiracies happen in day-to-day -day life and people hear that word conspiracy now and they relate it to the psychopaths that are out there saying that you know, uh, flat Earth's a bad example because the the Earth could very well be flat. But 
the flat earthers that are out there screaming on the side of the street, the earth's flat. That's fucking crazy. I'm sorry. Who gives a fuck yeah. if the earth's flat or not? Um, yeah, we're in the, the same, same boat thing with, with that. The, uh, the other people on the other side that are, you know, evangelical about whatever. It's this small minority of people that are the loudest and they zero in on them and make them look crazy. Yeah, and yeah. some people for a good fucking reason. But yeah, but then they, they try to loop in like QAnon with everybody like us. Like we none of us have ever been a QAnon. I didn't even know what the fuck that was till like a year and a half ago. But uh they lump everything in under that, demonize it. That way they can just blanket statement like a, a terrorism thing, domestic terrorist. They can just put a million things under domestic terrorist and then demonize that whole class of people. And then it's easier well, to just nab everyone. Doesn't that doesn't that kind of promote the age old moderation and everything like anybody who's out on the corner screaming about anything too loud, like it's the only thing that matters is extreme. In my opinion, I'm like, yeah, keep keep stay in the middle somewhere. Have an open mind to all of it without going overboard into any of it. Yeah, Does, nobody needs to be out there talking about. I agree with you, you know, Biden or Kamala or camel toe or whatever uh being lizard people underneath of their skin and, and this that and the other it's like no because now all the legitimate ideas that maybe they have brought forth and other people share it makes all of them look retarded but even if it's yeah. true though what would be that it, it's the same with flat earth and same with lizard mm -hmm. people if if the, this is why i don't care it's fun to listen to and I'll totally entertain yeah, it it's just and fun to talk look right. it up. And yeah, yeah. I'm not going to shit on anybody at all. Um, it just doesn't matter. Like if, if someone came and if, if it was discovered that the earth is flat, cool. I mean, it really doesn't change anything. What people say, what people do say is though, but the government's been lying to us and we're like, you don't know that by now. Like they definitely are lying for sure about many different things. So that's basically why that's my my uh, metric for everything is, wait, the government or the media said this. I'm going to assume that's a lie and then go look at the other side of that. Anyway, so we've been yeah. rambling. Ryan. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Just, I hope your no, throat's I mean, I, I think that it's valid and, and I am uh, a little uh, under the weather myself. Uh, like like Ben said, I'm under the weather, too. So if I cough or anything, I'm going to try and mute myself. I almost just lost it right there, but uh, I caught myself. So if it happens, You're fine. we're not that kind of show. It's cool. It's fine. I'll bleep it out like a cuss word. Right on it. It'll just be like beep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just I didn't want to be uh, fucking anything up here, but yeah. No. I. It's uh. It's very interesting how things have been. Um. For some reason, I've been really, really concerned with the way that this whole community has been looking uh it, we just look like a bunch of crazy assholes i think to everybody and i i used to think that that was kind of cool right it's like oh yeah we're the rebels we're out there and we're we're sharing truth and all this shit and now it's kind of like man no one's gonna believe us outside of our community if we don't you know try and transcend the the weird thought process that we all have right yeah. um if you're sitting here and you're just repeating shit that everyone says it's not effective so I don't know. There was a really interesting little conspiracy that happened in uh, in the UFC over the weekend. And everyone throwing around that word conspiracy just gets discounted, even though this yeah, is I a very credible that. thing. I, yeah. I, was, I, I actually went over to my buddy's house this last Saturday and watched the fights and the whole lead up process and everything that happened to it. And that obviously, I think it was a Sunday was when the whole uh, conspiracy for that started. I'll let you explain it. I mean, it no, actually, I mean, it started beforehand. What were you going to say, Jen? 
I just said, I want to hear it. What's what was the whole conspiracy? Because I don't know what, you, what that is. Yeah, well, so it was for UFC 279, and the UFC events are always on Saturdays, right? So, um, you know, a lot of people started talking about it on Sunday, like Ben said. But beforehand, when the weigh-ins start, which the weigh-ins are usually Friday, right? You have to go and weigh in, make sure that you're the proper weight to fight in your weight class, whether it's lightweight, welterweight, light heavyweight, featherweight, Actually, whatever. Buddy, it started on Thursday at the presser. Uh, that's true. That, the that was when the whole behind the curtain thing happened that he shut the presser down after two people came on stage. He's like, nope. And then that's when they started making the changes before the weigh ins the next day. That's true. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just kind of interesting because, you know, there's this dude that just got knocked out a couple months ago. I want to say three months ago. This guy, Tony Ferguson, he's a legend in the whole whole MMA community. Uh, UFC yeah just a badass dude real real tough guy he's fought his entire career at 155 pounds right this is lightweight and for some reason after just getting knocked out brutally he agrees to take a fight three months later which your brain isn't fully recovered three months later after a brutal knockout like this mm -hmm. you're not really ready to fight an actual fight. never fully recovered period have you seen these guys at like 60 yeah. years look at mike Tyson. their ears are all busted out. Uh, yeah no, i just uh, real quick tangent on that joe i just went over that with dad the reason why professional boxers end up getting shakes like muhammad ali or brain damage and stuff is because not only are they going 12 rounds but as long as they get back up after getting potentially knocked out for a couple of seconds if they get back up in that 10 seconds and say that they're good and the ref says okay they could get knocked out multiple times in 12 rounds whereas the ufc if you're dead if you get knocked out once and you're cold boom end of the fight the other guy wins uh so you do that for a career where literally multiple times a fight you have the potential of getting semi knocked out or rocked or whatever yeah that's going to do a lot of brain damage not to mention UFC is using four ounce gloves and boxing uses anywhere between eight to 16. It's like swinging a, a hammer in your hand, which you could get knocked out with multiple times in just one fight. Most so of the UFC they guys let them, don't so they, they let them determine. So I'm sorry, just sorry, interrupt real quick. After getting your brain rocked and falling to the ground, losing consciousness, they think that you're going to make a sound decision by saying that you're okay to fight <laughs> some more after right. that. That's, That's the insane. thing. It's also the corner's responsibility. They can always throw in a towel for you, but the corner never Correct. wants to throw in a towel because they say, hey, my fighter's able to stand up and continue throwing hands. So we're That's not going to throw do the a ten count. That's why they do yeah. a 10 count is because as long as... And the problem with the fighter mentality is that you can physically be fighting. You see this a lot in the UFC. They get knocked out cold and the ref's calling it off, and the fighter, you know, within maybe a split second to a second and a half, there are some really bad ones like Tony, like the one he's talking about with Tony Ferguson, uh, where he wasn't he wasn't okay for several minutes after getting knocked out, and he had to go to the hospital on a gurney. Most yeah. of the time, though, in like boxing, they get knocked out or knocked down or rocked or whatever, and they have a 10-second count, which most of the time, within a split second, they're coming to again, and instinct takes over. In the UFC, you see it a lot where the guy, the ref is standing over the guy like this <clears throat> and the fighter upon hitting the mat instinctively starts trying to wrap up <laughs> the ref's legs thinking <laughs> that it's the fighter. Yeah. And so a lot of it's just habitual and muscle memory. And so when those fighters in, in the boxing arena stand back up and they're kind of like this, but they have their hands steady and the ref comes up and grabs their hands. 
if the ref says it and the corner doesn't call it, yeah, they'll let him keep doing that for 12 rounds, which is That's utterly nuts. bananas. That's amazing. nuts. That'd yeah, they're not amazing. even their, their selves at that point. They're like sleepwalking. No. If no. somebody just pop, pops up off the mat and just beats the fuck out of the ref and knocks <laughs> it happens. Out, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. That happens. happens I was wow. going to say, Joe, while we're kind of going on about this, you should try and find really quick Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson. And it should be like a minute long clip. And you can see this knockout that happened three minutes or three months ago. Joe, that's that's the picture. That's the picture I showed you at breakfast on Sunday. That still shot of that guy's foot going into his face. How I said his skeleton underneath moved underneath of his skin. Oh, yeah. That's that knockout. It's brutal. brutal. And so for this guy... Oh, hang on. Jelters at a young age. I never knew oh, what was hang on. until I came to see Who is this? Mute. Mute. It was a, <laughs> it's an ad. But it's it an kept ad playing. For, <laughs> yes, I'm Prop 27, whatever the fuck. Got you. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> MMA crazy. <laughs> wow. Okay. So is this it? Hang on. This yeah. Miss, uh, you may want to skip forward because I don't know how long this will be, but yeah, um, maybe go halfway yeah. through. Yeah, about halfway through there, because it happens in the second round. Oh, that's oh, it right there. Ouch. Oh, he that looks like the, he's saying that was a ouch. different angle. Ben sent me. It was right dead on, and his face looked like a the crypt keeper or something. It looked crazy. It looked like yeah, it looked like his one. face. It looked like his face was one of those melting wax figures in a horror movie. No shit. Yeah. It was pretty creepy. Do they show one like real time, like real speed or anything? Or is this because it... I've been looking, dude. I don't think they have. I, don't, I think all the videos of that have been taken down until the UFC release it, releases it as a free okay. fight. Okay. Oh, yeah. So it is just like. I've tried. So I've. <laughs> that's like. That's yeah. just. Like Joe Rogan it's said, it's the most brutal knockout, front kick knockout he's ever fucking seen. And the thing with Tony is that the reason why it was so crazy wasn't just the kick itself. It wasn't just the the cold slumped over face down knockout. It's the fact that Tony Ferguson went five rounds with Justin Gaethje, who beat <laughs> the guy that front kicked him. And absolutely like his face was completely disfigured by the time it was done. It was the only fight I've seen where they TKO'd him while he was standing up. He took so many hits. He took like 140 end game hits from Justin Gaethje and yeah. still never went down. So when Michael Chandler front kicked the fucking head off of him and it was a one thing and he was face down, that floored everybody because of the chin that this guy is used to having. So back, back on point, three months later, he's suddenly all there ready for a fight. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, he had brain damage after that Gaethje fight, uh, which wasn't too terribly long ago either. So, yeah, the guy's different and it's sad. But, you know, moving up 15 pounds from 55 to 70, um, you know, to fight this Li Jingliang, who is like the number one dude out of China. How many fucking people are fighting in China? I mean, it's it's an insane amount of people. This dude's a tough guy right now. The second question for this UFC 279 is why the hell is Nate Diaz? Uh, a fighter on his way out, uh, an older dude. I don't want to call him washed up, but he's not at the peak of his performance anymore. A lot of people that are brainwashed will still say that he's the baddest ass dude right. in the UFC. He's, he's not, not though, man. He, he's he's kind of a bit washed up. Uh, still a dope guy, though. I, I really like what that dude represents. So this guy, 
who also has fought a lot at 55, right? He's a small welterweight at 170. This dude is fighting the most fucking hardcore killer in the UFC right now, a young dude. And I'm going to talk about the guy that actually is behind this guy. He's a warlord out of Chechnya. His name is Ramzan Kadyrov. Uh, literally, That's you know, amazing. appointed by Putin to run. Yeah, solid, strong name. This dude uh, <laughs> fucking was appointed. His dad was appointed, I should say, by Vladimir Putin in, I want to say, 2003. And uh, dude, I mean, this guy has 12-year-olds fight uh, with no headgear on in, in actual events. He's behind Khabib Nurmagomedov, another massive, massive UFC star. A lot of people say he's the greatest of all time. Um, so many badass dudes, this dude, this warlord, this war criminal that first started getting attention internationally because he was rounding up gays in Chechnya and killing them, right? Torturing them, killing them, doing all kinds of crazy shit. And now a lot of these UFC fighters are being sponsored by this guy. He, this dude is buying all these UFC fighters, Mercedes and Ferraris. And I don't know if you guys have seen the little dude Hasbullah, the little uh, dwarf kid. He's like a 20-year-old, but he looks like he's like six. What? You haven't seen Hasbullah? Dude, look up a picture of Hasbullah. That's how you feel. H-A-S-B-U-L-L-A, maybe an H at the end. But this little kid that's 20 years old is also Chechnyan, and he's starting to fucking be sponsored by the UFC too. And when you start looking at all these different... Dude looks like a baby. I'm sorry. Yeah, that dude's 20 years old. He goes around and he just like punches people in the face. That little kid dies. It's fucking (laughs) hilarious. That is gangster as fuck. Look at this kid. Yeah, that is. He just goes around and hits people, dude. (laughs) Uh, Everybody, look up. Can you imagine how pissed you'd be though? Hezbollah. Wait, that's a terrorist organization. Uh, (laughs) It's H A S B U L L A. Yeah. Hezbollah. Can you imagine looking like that though and being a man, like being a man that looks like a baby He's and everybody, fucking... including every chick, comes up to you and is like, oh, you're so cute. You'd be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, Look at him. He's got pissed. an earpod in and a mic lapel and shit and he looks yeah. like he's about to he have like... He knows how to do shit. He looks like he's, he's not about to have cream of wheat and watch cartoons. Right. Oh, he's you guys he's should... Out of bed. You should follow him on Instagram. He's shooting guns. He's hanging out with girls. He's doing like grown man shit. Oh and he God, looks like a child. Dinner. I'm going to do oh, that right now. I'm gonna follow <laughs> yeah, him. he's another I'm Chechnyan seeing... dude. And he's connected to this Kadyrov war criminal guy. And um, it's just it's very interesting. Um, and then when you also look into Dana White's past, he used to run around with Whitey Bulger in Boston. Right. So like all these people are mobsters. And then you go to Jap- Japan. With Pride FC, this was ran by the Yakuza. All of these things are ran by mobs in their different countries, and they all collude. Um, but anyway, back to UFC 279 and, and why, you know, I have I, I have somewhat of a problem with the conspiracy crazy people uh, doing what they're doing, because when an actual conspiracy happens, no one is on board because of all the crazy shit that we say. So this dude right. drops weight. Uh, and then another dude moves up in weight. Nate Diaz fighting one of these guys connected to a international war criminal that is a badass dude. Hamzat Shamayev is his name. Um, if you watch that fight, Hamzat Shamayev fought another dude that actually was like credited with giving him some competition. Did away with him in like 45 seconds. I mean, it didn't take one strike from him or anything. Just wrestled him down, ragdolled this dude. Uh, Kevin Holland, he's a badass guy too. 
yeah. made short work of him. He would have literally thrown Nate Diaz into the second deck of whatever stadium they were in if they fought. <laughs> and this was actually meant to look like the actual fight. And everyone the whole time is saying, what the fuck is going on here? And then when, when uh, Tony Ferguson signs up for his fight, they're like, why the fuck is this dude fighting? This old man that just got knocked out is going to fight another badass dude in his you know, wrongful weight class. And then the week of the whole fights, everything works out to where Tony Ferguson ends up fighting another fellow old dude that's kind of washed up on the way out of the UFC. Hamzat Shemaev fights another dude instead of Nate Diaz that he got in a fight with backstage coincidentally. right? And missed weight by eight pounds eight when pounds. over half a pound can set you back depending on the rules. And yeah. he missed well, weight yeah. by eight. That is insane. Half pound in a championship fight, one pound in a regular fight, right? Right. So it's just, I mean, it's too many moving pieces. And then you have these two other dudes. Um, Li Jing Liang fought uh, Daniel Rodriguez at the end of the, the day. I mean, it was just, it was a weird mixed match. Basically, three fighters got their fight changed up 24 hours before the fights actually were supposed to happen. And it was just supposed to be like the smooth thing. None of the fighters complained. Uh, no one got paid anything extra on paper because this is just, you know, part of their contract. You know, if I'm any of those guys, I'm saying, dude, I'm not fighting this fight. I was training for this dude for, you know, six months or whatever. Um, yeah. it, it, none of it makes sense. And then when you start saying that this was set up from the beginning, they the the UFC and all these like, you know, mainstream media people, they invoke the conspiracy crazy people theory where it's like, dude, these fucking conspiracy theories are everywhere. So you can't get away from it when a, when a legitimate conspiracy like this happens. And all that a conspiracy, as we know, is just a couple people getting together to do something that is kind of like hidden, usually illegal, but something that's like hidden, right? So Changing the narrative. It's themselves at the expense of others. Like that happens right. every day. So the whole world is a conspiracy yeah. if you define it like that. Like so it's I not that crazy. I think it teaches critical thinking skills, though, for people on just on their own in their own daily lives. So yeah, sure. Talking ad nauseum about the earth is flat or whatever, you know, any little conspiracy that really doesn't affect us, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. But in your own lives, whether it's at your job or in your family life, if you think your husband's cheating or whatever, just little tiny things that you're trained to look at because you're doing research on things like this might make more sense and impact your life, if that makes yeah. sense. I don't know. I think there is a benefit to looking at conspiracy theories in a way whether well, it's, like it's said at not the beginning, to be selfish though. about it but for everybody across the board yeah well it's like you said at the beginning though it's not look at it all you want take in everything you know observe everything and weigh everything against all the other stuff but the ones that get stuck on one particular thing and then just harp on it like well, yeah those I are crazy it. people though we know that though we don't do that and we don't well really i mean that's the thing is that a lot of people like that a lot of people in this community believed avidly screamed at the top of their lungs everything that alex jones used to say and so the idea is is that when you Hell get yeah. to when you get to the point that you're screaming such crazy shit at such an octave that you get a platform like alex jones it ends up being very detrimental because you end up having somebody well he got famous for a reason he must know what he's talking about he does his research oh my gosh this does kind of make sense boom mind blown the next thing you know is they're taking it you know hook line and sinker and now they're saying it as if that is what is going on. 
the whole point of a conspiracy is, is that CNN and believing everything they exactly. say like it, absolutely it that's i absolutely agree with that that's the whole point these fucks have platforms and they're massive and so when they start pointing fingers at each other and the idea is, is that the truth seekers the you know because everybody if you say anything against the regime you're considered a conspiracy theorist you know any, any anything that you say you're you're considered a conspiracy theorist so there is a grain of salt with that where if maybe something that should be talked about something that should be delved into and you're getting labeled a conspiracy theorist for it okay I, fine keep going on track don't let it get you sidetracked but that's that middle ground when you go to the other side of that and you start talking about lizard people and all this other shit it's like at some point you're going to discredit yourself and a shitload of people that listen to you and a shitload of people that agree with you well, that's yeah. why i discredit myself on the regular because i'm like oh, we're just talking <laughs> about weird shit like i don't know what the fuck I'm yeah talking we about. usually don't for fun. have any like if you take me too seriously <laughs> there's something wrong with you not me i have serious <laughs> opinions on how to raise chickens and grow potatoes and shit but that's kind of. I'll drink you under the table. I'm serious about that. Yeah, I'll drink that you. Sounds gay, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I th with uh, like the the idea of like Brian Stelter and Alex Jones fighting each other, right? Like, like, like they have this epic war. Have Have we oh. seen these guys in the same place? I think that they're the same person, to be honest. <laughs> Alex Jones <laughs> is Brian potatoes. Stelter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they look the same. They are you're the a, same person. You're a fucking conspiracy theorist, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something I'll get behind, dude. Is that Alex <laughs> Jones is Brian Stelter? They're the same person. I, mean, I think we just like fucking walking penises. So they look like potatoes with legs. Well, Brian Stelter is my age. I think. I think he's thirty-four. So he's he three is, years dude, older he's than hella me. young, and he looks like he's Good. fucking fifty. Yeah. He had that show forever too, and he finally got booted off CNN. Now he's doing something else. I don't even fucking well, know. CNN but, had that show forever back when it was actually respected and was a lot more middle ground back in the nineties. I mean, it was called reliable sources for the reason that they had only reliable sources as their content. Well, now when you take away the fact that nothing is a reliable source, you don't have a show. Then you put some dum dumb, dumb in there like Brian Stelzer. I love Joe Rogan's impression of him. He's all, why does he always sit like this? <laughs> why is he always staring at the camera like this? And I'm like, yeah, he's, he's definitely one of those guys where it's like, I can't even watch a news clip with him for like two minutes before I'm like, Jesus Christ. He's oh super God. straight, though. He's super heterosexual. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can, you can totally tell man. by the way he sits. Yeah. So Zach, though, in the chat said uh, when we were talking about conspiracies behind mma said because it's wwe so oh. <laughs> yeah pretty much but they present it as no this is real and now i don't so believe anything the w -W wwf after listening to several that. you know things about even the nfl and uh any sports really now you look at it and you're like I could see where the owners of the teams might make some backdoor deals with a couple sure. people. And Do you see you Tom know, Brady's getting back in? I'm not saying getting every game, game is thrown. I'm saying maybe they wiggle it one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I do think that some fights are fixed for sure. I, um, you know, th when the UFC started, uh, and that's really when MMA kind of started taking off, right, worldwide. I mean, it's been around forever. I mean, uh, the first. MMA fight professionally is arguably 
I forget the dude's name that fought Muhammad Ali. It was a Muhammad Ali fight in Japan. And it was, you know, Muhammad Ali fighting some like um, wrestler or something. And they fought. They they fought. It was basically no rules. And it was a boxer versus a wrestler, right? This is obviously a while ago. But then in the 90s, it really starts growing. And you had this, this referee, OG referee in the UFC. His name's Big John McCarthy, right? <laughs> Loved him. And that, dude's a, that dude's a G, right? I wish him he was Herb fucking Dean. back in. Yeah, exactly. Herb Dean. Yeah, we always used to call him Uncle Herb because my last name's Dean. <laughs> I'm not related to Herb Dean, by the way, if you can't tell. The dude is blacker than the night itself. <laughs> But uh, you might be be partly black, dude. You never know. I might be. However, you might be related. He also likes the herb. That's true. That is true. No, I mean, the the, so basically this this uh, John McCarthy starts making a bunch of rules because, um, you know, the original rules for when you get kicked out of a fight or when you lose a fight, you either get knocked out, you get submitted or your corner can throw the talent. There was no judges, so it can never go to a decision in the early days. There was no weight classes. There was none of this stuff. And this one referee steps in and you're going to tell me that this referee isn't maybe connected to some shit. And then he's not saying to hire his friends that can say, Hey, let's, uh, you know, get a couple of these dudes in and we can kind of influence the outcome of these fights. For example, Hamzat Chimaev, the dude that one of the, the big, big guys that I mentioned earlier, that's connected to Kadyrov, the, that war criminal. He, yeah had a very dead ass even fight with a dude named Gilbert Burns recently. Okay. It was a great fucking great fight. I mean, these dudes are rocking each other. Uh, Hamzat hasn't gotten out of round one until this fight with Gilbert Burns. And he still hasn't. I think that's his only other fight uh, that he hasn't, hasn't gotten out of round one. Now these guys are fucking each other up the entire time. Dead ass even fight. And somehow this Chechnyan connected to this war criminal wins by unanimous decision. It's not even a split decision, right? It's a dead, dead to rights. This dude remains undefeated. Is that because the only way that this dude is going to lose is if he gets knocked out or choked out or thrown into some kind of submission? If he makes his way to a decision, maybe this war criminal has paid Dana White, who also has his connections to the mob, right? Maybe he's paid him to say that my guy is going to win if it gets to a decision. I mean, it, it, that that's how things could be fixed. I do think that someone can throw a lucky punch or a lucky kick or whatever. Um, but at the same time, man, if you're going to give me $100,000 or a million dollars, you can knock me out, too. So I think that maybe some of right. these guys do, you know, take a take a, a beating for a, a couple, well, couple million dollars. And that that entire idea of throwing a fight has been around. It's as old as time. I mean, back when it's been they around did, since Pulp Fiction, right? It, what's yeah, <laughs> it's been around since before that. Gladiators used to do it. Everybody thinks of gladiators as only till the death, but they, I mean, they had you know games and sport that didn't involve dying. Um, you just would go out there, and your life was playing these games um, for the crowd. And uh, there were other people that they put their life on the line and allowed people to kill them because that death in gladium not only meant honor on their family, but then it meant that their family was taken care of. And so they would go in there and throw the fight to die to have their family taken care of and have their names, you know, etched in the Roman history. Um, mm. So, I mean, that thing's been and around also for probably because if they didn't do it, they would die anyway. And their whole family would just that, well, yeah, yeah. At, in the very least. So it was like, Oh, well, I guess I'm going to die in hope that I they take to. care of them. 
Um, but there was another great movie Russell Crowe was in, not just Gladiator, but he was also in The Cinderella Man, where they talk about that. He was a washed up boxer at one point really good. And the only way that he could make money was that his name would be on a fight card and he would throw the fight. That's how he would get paid. And finally, he decided, you know what? I'm sick of doing this. And he was like, nah, I'm not throwing the fight. So everybody bet on the everybody bet on the other guy and he ends up knocking him out and everybody lost a lot of money. And so now he's got, as Ryan put out, and this is a true story. Cinderella Man is actually a true story. Um, now the mob's after him because it was underground boxing. And uh, he ends up coming back into the game as a telltale name and rises up through the ranks and actually beats a guy. I forget his uh, first name, but his last name was Bear, B-A-E-R. And uh, this guy had killed two people in the ring, boxing. Um, granted, they did have previous issues, and that's why. But everybody called him, you know, his last name was Bear, and he killed two people in the ring. So he was pretty formidable. Um, and Cinderella Man ends up coming along on his comeback and, and beats the shit out of him. Throwing fights has been around for forever in sports. Teams have done it, and then they've sniffed him out. The problem is, is that it used to be that if you threw fights, there was an investigation, and if you were caught cheating or throwing fights, because that's, that is taking away from all of the millions of dollars that the fans have paid to get out of it what they want out of it, which is a dogfight. And instead, it ends up being that they throw it. Yeah, it used to be that you held those people accountable. They wouldn't be allowed to fight anymore. They would get fined, blah, 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 blah. Now, it's almost impossible to prove that because if they don't want the investigation to go anywhere or they want the investigation to come out clean, all it takes is a little bit of money. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. He didn't cheat. No, he didn't throw that fight. He just got unlucky. And it's like you can't prove it. There is interesting ways where it seems like the the forces or the powers that be are trying to throw a fight in a certain way and sure. it doesn't work. And maybe this is them trying to make it seem like, you know, maybe make us second guess ourselves. We're paying attention to this kind of stuff. I don't know if you, you saw that thing with Paulo Costa who missed weight in hilarious fashion when he was fighting mm -hmm. Marvin Vittori a little while ago. <laughs> and then recently um usada who comes and tests for you know steroids and unlawful substances right comes to to paulo costa's most recent fight and tests him in the middle of the night when he's about to go and do his weight his weigh in right so i mean weighing in for these guys is sometimes coming down to like fractions of a pound they're dehydrating the fuck out of themselves it's to where horrible. they can't even they can't even create liquid in their mouth to spit and they're saying hey you have to piss in a cup the night before the guy doesn't have any piss in him and he's going to have to start drinking water, which is going to add to his weight before he goes in and weighs in. And he ended up being able to do it and he still made weight. But it seemed like that was another conspiracy to try and make this dude miss weight again. But then he, he you know, he ended up being able to, to pull through. But I mean, sometimes it seems like these things kind of backfire on these you know forces that be. Well, and I think that they do that on purpose. Uh, I think it was a. Uh... I don't know if it was a couple months ago or not. Uh, I don't think it was a couple months ago. When Charles Oliveira, he went to go fight and missed yeah. weight. And he was the champion. Right then and there, they stripped his belt. You cannot have overweight a champion. Overweight by half pound, he was. Overweight by half a pound. And they stripped him of his belt and title. And it became a catch weight. And there was not going to be a belt holder after the win, even though he was champion up until that moment. And the only reason why he wasn't was because he missed weight by half a pound. 
If Gage so, would have won, it would have been, been like, I'm out. taking off my underwear at this point. Like, it's oh, just he did. No, 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 they did. They put up a curtain, oh, okay. he takes off his underwear, and he stands up there naked to try yeah. to get that fraction. Nope, still was over. Oh, so they strip oh, him of his belt. Shit. It's now a catch weight. And now, now he has to go back through the ranks and get up to champion all over again. But the thing is, is I think that was planned. I think it was planned because he is so dominant that they needed to knock him down a peg without. I don't know, throwing a fight. And so getting him overweight was a, a, a way to strip him of his belt and be like, the belt's open. Now all of these badass fighters can compete for it. Boom. You just sold out the next however many shows with all of these guys, including what was the current champion, vying for that belt. It makes a lot more money. And I think that Dana, personally, is extremely shrewd about how he goes about it. I mean, yeah. you have fighters like R Luke Rockhold. He just retired and he got the shit kicked out of him. And Joe Rogan Paulo came up Costa, to him. That was that fight I was talking about. Yeah. Paulo, I mean, yeah, Paulo Costa. Ugh, that guy's a fucking animal. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's Joe, dope. <laughs> Joe, him and Yoel Romero are just, they're like Mack trucks. Um, but Joe Rogan comes up to him after the fight and he's like, hey, hey, how you feeling? Like, that was the most incredible display of heart I think I've ever seen. Like, you're just getting the shit kicked out of you, you know, for however many rounds. And he's up against the fence like this. He's like, I just, uh, I'm fucking old, Joe. I'm fucking old. I can't do this anymore. And he retired right there on the spot. And yeah. everybody was kind of like, holy shit. Like, dude, that guy's a legend. And I'm like, yeah, that's because there are guys that are undefeated in the UFC that you have never heard of. Never heard of. Because they refuse to play the promotional game that brings in money. And so yeah. then they don't get any exposure. They just end up going fight after fight after fight after fight without you ever really hearing about it. So I, I, I get that part of it is you have to be business minded and you have to play the game to be able to bring in the money and also perform in the octagon. But at the same time, it's like, why is it not just a meritocracy all the way around? Why can't it just be like, this guy's undefeated. He deserves a belt shot. I know you've never heard of him because he's not a big talker and he doesn't like talking shit to boost the ratings. So what? Everybody's going to know his name when he knocks out the champ, but they won't give him that fight. And so it ends up being a lot more just reality TV. Uh, I don't oh, think I that. I was going to say it's reality yeah. TV. It's just like think... a master chef. Like there's great cooks, but they're not going to get on that up. unless they're going to yeah. cry when Gordon Ramsay yells at them and says it's raw. I'm glad you actually said that because I was going to kind of compare it to any other team sport or a rigged game that we could. Not to get too political about it, but how is this any different than a political race? Uh, you yeah. think there couldn't be shit Not. that's fixed in elections? I mean, I know that's the big lie, you know, and the 2020 election was the most secure we've ever seen, just so everybody knows. Uh, 2016, <laughs> that was rigged, and that's okay that that one was rigged, but 2020 Hashtag definitely. not my president. Um, and now they're already coming out with shit this year being like, Oh, you got to watch out for like election rigging. This, uh, what is the midterms? Which we is have weird because at the same right time, vote, they're like, people. no, the elections are the securest they've ever been, but you got to watch out for this midterm election. I think they're a little scared. What do you think, Ryan? You look like you're popping off there. Well, yeah. I mean, um, there was a lot of um, fucking ready to pop off, dude. You don't even yeah, I was going to say, Joe lit a fucking fuse. As soon as he started talking about that, I saw Ryan start squirming <laughs> in his chair like, oh, yeah, I'm dancing over here. Like a no, dog I, with know, a bone I, on his nose. I was thinking about still what Ben was saying. And then, yeah, I mean, to your point, Joe, yeah, any any of these things. I, I, I heard a stat. Um, what is it? In a, you know, Hitler used to use uh, sports to try and sway politics as well. Yeah. Right. 
uh, the Germans are the superior athletes of the world. Not only the superior athletes, but the superior humans, the Aryans specifically. Now, Obviously. there is a specific thing where, like, let's say it's a baseball game. Let's say it's the Yankees versus the Diamondbacks, whether it's a World Series or whatever. It's a big game, right? If there's an incumbent candidate running for office in, let's say, Arizona, and Arizona beats New York, it it increases that incumbent's candidate of winning by 3%. It's not a lot, especially if he's at the game, because they will put the they will put the screen on him and let everyone know, oh, so and so is at the game. Yeah. And then it has been used in this in this manner for a long time, and they have a lot to do with each other. I agree. A lot of it's all theater. I do think upsets can happen, but I think that more often than not, the upsets happen on a smaller scale. I don't think many massive, massive, like a presidential election, I think 10 times out of 10, they're rigged. I think a UFC main event, 10 times out of 10, there's a little bit of a sway in there. I don't think it's to the level of WWE, but I think there's maybe a 20% shift in the outcome. If it gets to a decision, there's a predetermined winner. Um, maybe yeah, if I don't think it has to be anything crazy either. It could just be a little nudge one way or the other. Just oh, you know, there's just there's more. all kinds of ex fighter commentaries. Uh, the bad guy Chael Sonnen. He, oh, I, 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 I know, me too. And now that he's doing his podcast, Bad Guy Inc. He oh, and by the way, did you see it's, Ryan? It's, you're welcome too. Or uh, he, what is it? Yeah, you're welcome. He stepped in for Ariel Hawani to do the pressers for the fucking Jake Paul and Anderson Silva bout. Yeah, and for the record, those Jake Paul fights are all fixed. Make sure that anyone that's out there bets on Jake Paul for this. I took him at even money. I don't have that much money to gamble with right now. I threw 100 bucks <laughs> on Jake Paul because he will win. Always he will win these fights. Why did fucking his brother that has a worse record than him fight the greatest boxer of all time, so we're told? Why wasn't it Jake right. Paul fighting him? Because neither one of those guys is able to lose according to their contracts. They won't allow themselves to lose. So this is why Jake Paul can't fight Floyd Mayweather. Instead, Logan Paul, who has a shittier record, is going to go and fight Floyd Mayweather, even though he's even bigger, right? It doesn't make any fucking sense. So, well, yeah, if you got any cash, bet it on Jake Paul in this Anderson Silva fight. And everybody's talking about how this is going to be his greatest test. Obviously, this is always the case every time before the next fight is they, they got to sell it. Now, it's pretty easy to sell um anything that anderson silva's name is on i can i i personally consider him one of the greatest fighters of all time for That's obvious Spider reasons right? the spider yeah, man the spider yeah, yeah spider. he's he's a legend he's 47 yeah. jake paul is half his age and what two three inches taller like and bigger heavier yeah yeah way bigger and heavier and they're doing a catch weight so they're trying to match up at a, at a weight that they can both make but it's one of those things where I go, I, everybody's talking about this is going to be his toughest test. Why? Because the guy has experience. Yeah, that matters. But I'm sorry, 47 to what, 23? This guy's going to fucking sport. maul him. It's a different sport in MMA. I mean, this is why, uh, you know, Tommy Fury uh, didn't take the fight. <laughs> yeah, Tyson Fury. Yeah, Tommy Fury's, uh, you know, older brother, Tyson Fury. But yeah, Tommy... Yeah. Didn't take the fight. I don't think it was because he was injured or because he was scared or any of this shit. It's because yeah. their contracts aren't matching up. Jake Paul is going to, I think he's going to go undefeated in his boxing career. He's trying to revive a dead sport because MMA has killed boxing. Boxing is boring as fuck. I'm sorry for anyone yes. out there that actually enjoys boxing. It's fucking boring. 
Uh, these dudes are hugging half the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a fun sport to watch. Um, if you're going to, I mean, bare knuckle fucking fighting has been BKFC so fucking amazing. Dude, it's dope. And the fucking pay-per-views are $6. And you're getting to see like 10 knockouts a night. These things usually end in knockouts. How the, Who's going to fucking pay for three boxing matches that end in like a fucking 12th round decision versus like 10 knockouts in 15 minutes? Mark. You know what I mean? Well, and I, so, think the thing with, I think the thing with Tommy was the fact that, going back to your conspiracy thought, I think that he refused to sign the contract because he wouldn't throw the fight. Yeah, him yeah, and, that's what I'm him saying. And Tyson, exactly. Yeah, him and Tyson both are like, no, fuck, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah, Tyson's a little weird too. I mean, like the whole gypsy uh, culture is interesting. They're, they're gypsies, right? But at the same time, I respect the gypsies. I don't want to be cursed. Uh, There's some cool people, but, yeah, you know. It, with those guys. Yeah, no, I, I legitimately do respect them. I've got a couple listeners that are gypsies, and they, they're fucking nice, dude. They're really cool people. They're down to talk about all kinds of shit. They send you um, doubloons or what? What do they? They send you shit? No, I don't think that they're uh, Patreon. I don't think that they're paid. <laughs> <That's> so stupid. <laughs> send me a tambourine or something. No, it's yeah. uh, they're just cool. They're Imagine. they're chill. They're fucking down. They probably would laugh a little bit if you're like kind of poking fun at them like that. And these dudes oh, are usually yeah. down to fucking fight. I mean, like the both of the dudes that I know that are gypsies are fucking ripped, and they they practice MMA, and they're boxing fans and shit like that. Um, there was something, what were you talking about right before this, Ben? You mentioned something, we were talking about it and I, I went off on a tangent with that. We were talking about, I, well, I had mentioned Chael Sonnen being the guy who, uh, yeah, it was before Jake Paul. I fucking forgot, but yeah, no, it was, uh, talking to your mic, Ben. God damn. Oh, it, well, I was talking about Chael Sonnen and his bad guy Inc. and how he's commentating on all of these fights and how a lot of the time he will say, he blatantly disagrees with a decision that came out sure because there's you know like you were saying like there's already a pre if it goes to decision it's a predetermined thing now i do believe that most of these fighters are actually fighting i don't think that it's rigged like wwe uh you know previously wwf but i don't think that it's rigged in that way where the whole point is the show i think that they really are fighting However, like you mentioned, I think the cards are stacked. For instance, when they first came out with the 279 fight card, everybody was like, you are straight up giving the fucking double bird to Nate, to Nate Diaz by making him fight Kamzat Shemaev for his last fight. He's going to get destroyed. And now all of a sudden, all this shit happens two days before, and they realign it. And all of a sudden, all of the main fights on the fight card made a whole lot more sense. Yeah. Shemayev versus Holland made way more sense. Ferguson, you know what they said, you know, like legend versus whatever, uh, Nate, that made a lot more sense. And they had been wanting Ferguson and Nate for like, what, eight years? And it never happened. And all of a sudden, his last fight, it magically happens in 24 hours. There was a lot of people that were like, no, 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 I think that that was, I think that that was the point the whole time was this kind of, I don't want to watch the fight. If Nate's going to fight Shemaev, he's going to get destroyed. And then all of a sudden, last minute, the pay-per-views are pouring in because in that 24 hours, all of the fights ended up aligning way better for matchups. So I think that that way it's a little rigged. And I think that the outcomes, if it goes to decision, is rigged. But should they get a submission? Should they knock them out? I think that that actual fight part skill is real. I think mm. that 
you've been rattling off a lot of stats I know fucking nothing about yes. at all. <laughs> hey man, uh, you I think everyone should just check out the UFC. Like I I, I think it's fucking really cool, dude. Like there's yeah. three free fights a month. I mean, if you have Disney Plus, it costs like ten dollars for three fights a month. It's basically free. And then if you want to watch a pay-per-view, that's what I was gonna mention. Is is um but to finish the point of like everyone should check it out because there it's different than all the other sports out there and i understand that a lot of people really don't like sports dude i i used to love it as a kid i remember the tito ortiz ken shamrock trilogy and like all that Mm -hmm. shit me and brandon used to watch it so much uh downloading these things illegally off LimeWire and all that shit right i mean it was such a fucking Dude, that's, that's uh, we, in the I days mean, that I watched UIC now with three at free UFC viruses. was like way back in like the late 2000s. Yeah, like, like 2008, yeah. nine is when I watched UFC and Ultimate Fighter came Chuck out Liddell, around that time. Horace Griffin, yeah. I was yeah, gonna say Chuck, so Chuck Liddell and uh Randy Couture. And when they did the Stephen Bonner, the very first season of The Ultimate Fighter, and Stephen Bonner and Forrest Griffin went at it, dude. To this day, I have watched that fight so many times. It is the most fantastic fight all the way to the end. These guys beat the hell out of each other for all three rounds. It went to a decision. It was a split decision. And it was so good that Dana White was like, you know what? I was going to give one of you. I was going to give the winner the contract because that's the whole deal with the ultimate fighter. Whoever ends it and is the winner, they get the contract. He gave both of them a contract in the UFC. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's because it was a damn good fight. Yeah, I that was what 2005, 2004. It was something like that. Sounds right. Yeah, but I mean, like, even like this time of year in August every year, and sometimes twice a year, you have the Contender Series, which is a really mm-hmm. cool, just like a randomly on a Tuesday fucking night, you get five dope ass fucking fights where these young kids are trying to get into the UFC, and it is like the greatest night for betting. Like, legitimately, mm-hmm. I fucking cash in. Because these dudes, like, it's basically whoever looks hungrier is who's going to win these fights, right? It's not like the UFC. And I don't think that those fights are rigged. I think that those are actual fights because, I mean, it, I mean, maybe they are. Maybe this is just me, like, kind of looking at it with rose-colored glasses. But, dude, I think everyone should get into it, man. Like, I, I've, I'm obsessed, again, with this shit. <laughs> and it's just fucking fun. It's just a good fucking time. And it's it a is. great distraction from this bullshit of, like, Joe Biden ruining the country. We know that that's happening. What the fuck are we going to do about it? Right? Find something. Right. That's Everyone fun. Needs a guilty pleasure. Everyone uh, needs something they can turn to and be like, this is my what, jam right now. Fuck what it. I would totally get behind is an MMA fight between Biden and Trump. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, he does not agree. He does not want to do that. Biden would yeah, just. I don't know. I, it would be over. I think uh, it'd be interesting. I think if they gave Biden enough medication, he might pull it off. From But, but Trump does Biden do a lot drone. of speed. Number forty-five. Yeah, oh, man. Now they, what I, I, think, say, uh, I think he does a lot of speed too, though. There's no, there's nothing else holding that man up besides some kind of drugs. Uh, it's got, I mean, maybe adrenochrome, you know. And they're the the USADA is going to have to test for a whole new set of drugs if these two fight. But like what <laughs> what Ben was saying about like you know why do they prop up these guys that are kind of more entertaining, like the Conor McGregor types and these dudes that are flashy and all this shit, right? It's because. If you're paying for a UFC event, 75 bucks of your hard-earned money, 
You don't want to see a Khabib Nurmagomedov fight where the dude's just laying on top of him for 25 minutes. That's all that a Khabib fight is, right? Oh, you, see, I disagree with that so hard. No, Holy man, shit. you want to see standing up. You want to see striking. You want to see, like, actual fun okay. fights. That is more okay. So back when I first started watching UFC and it, you know, middle of the 2000s, yeah, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see the older style boxing matches, but more of a dog fight because you could kick, because it was, you know, a mixture of Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu. You never knew what was going to happen, right? However, as I've gotten older and I've kind of started to pay attention to a little bit more nuanced stuff and in previous years rolled and whatnot, it was one of those like I started watching a lot harder Khabib and Kamzat and then their other uh, classmate, Islam Makachev. Um, and I started really watching them and I'm like, holy shit, these guys are like Sambo world champions. So yeah. then I went down the rabbit, rabbit trail of Russian Sambo. And oh my God, like I've just today rewatched the Khabib and Connor fight. And I'm, it's incredible his ability to manipulate what you are allowed to do on the ground. And once I really started paying attention to that, the whole fights started to become a lot more exciting to me. Don't get me wrong. There are times where it's like, they're not doing shit. And then you hear, you hear Herb Dean go, all right, guys, let's work. Or he stands yeah. them up because they're Most not doing job. dick. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Plank but... your opponent. Do <laughs> fucking something. Well, yeah. I mean, had, had you seen had you seen the uh, the Jose Aldo and the Deshvili fight? I mean, did you see that fight uh, that was with the Rockhold right before Luke Rockhold and Paulo Costa? Uh, uh, I don't think I got that one. I don't think I, I don't think I watched that one. I mean, if you get a chance, dude, go back and watch that fight and tell Aldo me and that you like that. Tell me that you like that style. Uh, yeah, Jose Aldo's last fight, man. Oh, okay. it was it was just awful. It was the it was the most fucking boring thing. And when the dude wins and he's like, hey, you're going to get a title shot next. He's like, I don't want title shot because his fucking gym mate is the champion in that fucking weight division right now. Aljamain Sterling. So he that's just another, went out there. That's another Garbrandt and Dillashaw feud. Yeah. I mean, he just went out there, literally laid on top of this dude. Didn't even I mean, there wasn't I don't even think there was a fucking punch thrown the entire fight. This guy was just uh. laying on top of him. It was horrible. And so I think that, yeah, I mean, and then you sometimes you get these dudes behind the mic and they're like, yeah, thank you. I, I, you know, that was a fun one. You know, I really appreciate it. And it's just like, dude, get out there and fucking call out your next fighter. Call him a pussy. Say they're a bitch. All this stuff. It's more fun to watch that. The um, only person who got away with the nice guy act was uh, one of my all time favorites, Cowboy Cerrone. He was never a dick to anybody. The only time that he ever did something uncanny was when Herb Dean asked him, if you guys want to touch gloves, touch gloves now. And he went like this and flipped off his opponent before he went back. And they were like, oh, anybody who thought they were going to touch gloves just lost that bet. You know, um, he yeah. I loved watching him. He also recently retired, which I was like, fuck, I loved watching that guy, no matter if he that lost was good, though, fun. man. He doesn't need to get his ass beat anymore. No, and he said for a long time, and he he held it up, is that he goes, I can't tell you, I can count on more than two hands how many fights I've taken within a 24 hours notice. Because he would. Dana White would be yeah. like, fuck, dude, I know you're across the country. We got a fight night tomorrow night. And he's like, I don't give a shit what card I'm on. I don't care what event it is. If you want me to fight, I just like fighting. And so he'd yeah. show up, get the shit, shit beat out of him, and be like, eh, better luck next time. Fuck it. Yeah, it's a legend. He was... He was the only one that could do that. And because of how he did it, I mean, there was that point where he was the all-time leader in like three or four fucking records all at the end of that one fight. 
Another yeah. fight that really sucked that was recent was Thug Rose versus Carlos Esparza. Oh, yeah. Everybody thought it was going to be this insane fight because it's Thug Rose. She's a fucking maniac. It and made instead me hate it was her. Yes. And everybody said that. They're like, dude, it was five rounds of the most boring shit I've ever fucking seen. Now I don't want to watch her ever fight again. Not to mention she got the belt stripped after an extremely boring title fight. So those are, but those are the instances that make me think it's not rigged. That's there what I'm are, saying. Yeah. There are instances where I go, ah, that doesn't seem right. That decision seems wrong. And then there's other times where I'm like, yeah, maybe that is the way it goes. <laughs> yeah. All I'm saying is it's a fucking fun sport, and I think everyone should at least check it out a little bit. The big fights, there's something to the big fights. I mean, Israel Adesanya is about to fight again this year, which is going to be very interesting, uh, even though he's an incredibly boring fighter, in my opinion. Oh, I don't um, think so. Man, that so last fight with Jared Cannon here was fucking dog shit. His walkout was cooler than the damn fight, right? He's walking <laughs> out with an urn like he's going to fucking kill his fucking he opponent and barely touched him. <laughs> He does badass walkouts. There's so much dances. passion in UFC. They are so into it. Like they That's go right. in, like Nate Diaz, like you were talking about earlier. He's always like, fuck this guy, fuck it. Like he's such a dick. But then at the end, after he kicks his ass, he's like, he did a good job. Like, I'm really happy. That was a great fight. So you see this like transfer of energy yeah, where people are like super angry, like gearing themselves up. They do this awesome fight that everyone loves to see. And then at the end, they're like, nice about it they're like i'll take my bet well, see it's you guys the theater. it's, it's nice. the same thing that on uh reality tv why they don't pick somebody like us who is just going to be chill and play <laughs> the game they want somebody so, who's over the top and like i don't I think I, okay. <laughs> I don't think that it's actually acting i think that it's a part of their pathology they know yeah the people they that, that did that yeah oh, they yeah. convinced themselves that this guy that they're now across the table from at their first presser this guy is the biggest asshole in the world and they start saying disrespectful shit and rather than just going eh, it's part of the hype some fighters do that like cowboy cerrone but most of them allow themselves to feed off of it and motivate themselves so by the time they get in the ring they are just at the pinnacle of hating that motherfucker across from them and then as soon as all that energy is done it's like ah all right, shake hands, kiss their forehead, even though there's blood all over the place, smack them good and say, you did a good job, bury the hatchet and you walk off and they're, fu and they're friends. Some people well, that doesn't to. fucking they happen with. They have to do that though. They're not going to fight as hard as they could. I'm sure that's right. in their training too. I don't know. I'm not a UFC fucking fighter, but but if I was, I would, you get I, would, I would hate my opponent as much as I could, just like being an actor in a movie. I know we're saying this isn't fake or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure, but even actors in movies or shows will get in character and they'll kind of hate the person they have to talk to because they have to act like that while they're doing it. Jim Carrey is a prime example. Similarly of that. though. Yeah. In UFC, <laughs> yeah. I want to hate the person that I'm going to punch in the yeah. face. I don't want to be like, I hope we're going to get coffee tomorrow morning still. No, I'm going to want to hate that bitch. And I want to pound the shit out of her fucking no, face yeah, until go, she's bloody and you got to go dying. Full and not feel bad about yeah. it. You got to start, right, exactly. start uh, dropping F-bombs and shit. Yeah, like fucking faggot. <laughs> exactly. I'll eat a 500 milligram brownie and fuck your mother. What's no, kind of cool though. Latte down her fucking throat. All right, sorry. Go <laughs> there are these different personalities though. There's this dude, this Chris yeah. Huggy Bear, 
Barnett that I fucking <laughs> love. This dude, he's like a he's short. He's probably as tall as you are, Jen, and he weighs three hundred pounds, right? And this dude, <laughs> this dude, I, yeah, he he missed heavyweight. He missed weight for a heavyweight, which is two hundred and sixty-six pounds, I think, is the max you can weigh. Uh, oh yeah, with the one pound overage, yeah, yeah. So I think I, I mean, a, a short dude. I think he's five four. And he weighs in at that much, and he misses weight. Now uh, it's it's tragic. His his wife passed away, I think, this year, and so he's going through some shit. Wait, this dude had a wife. Yeah, dude, he's fucking. Huh. This guy's light as shit on his damn feet. You should watch one of his fights if you want to see a samurai looking dude that looks oh, like yeah. a fucking cartoon character. Watch this guy fight. <laughs> And he fought this dude. He was like a three to one underdog. Goes out and fucking get, he gets fucked up. People think that he had a stroke mid fight because this half of his face was sagging. And then he goes out and fucking knocks this dude out. That was a three to one favorite yeah. over him. It was so, dude. I mean, that's what, and this guy the whole time. The underdog. Oh, dude. I always try and bet on the underdogs if it makes sense. But like this guy the whole time, he's smiling. He's trying to hug his, his opponent before they're stepping in there. And then after the fight, when this dude's all fucked up, black eyes, fucking bleeding lips and shit, goes to the hospital, comes back to his hotel in Vegas, sees the dude that he just fought at a bar, and they start drinking beers, and they took pictures. I follow him on Instagram. Oh, it's yeah. fucking That's dope. super cool. I love the camaraderie in UFC. That was my favorite thing. Yes, I haven't, we haven't watched it in so long, but I absolutely fucking love that shit when they can kiss and make up at the end and just be like so, yeah dude i kicked your fucking ass and he's like yeah you did dude that was it's like people at a bar though they I do the same shit, shit like friends that get in a fight at a bar and they punch each other and then they're like oh i love you man." you know Here's who doesn't do it real well though not to call <laughs> you Conor out McGregor. girls no oh. girls like the uh -uh. fucking ronda rousey and misha tate like so much we they did a ufc an ultimate fighter together i think i right. think they were both coaches on that um but they're just so bitchy about it. And they're never like nice at the end. They're not yeah. like, oh, hey, good job, girl. Yeah, she like, I'm out. Out. She's like, it's no, good. it's never like that. I fucking it's, hate it. It's a good that. thing like, UFC doesn't allow hair grabbing because that's like, that's like a <laughs> fucking That's why they like, put it all first, up in braids. They're like, thing, mm -hmm. that'd be the their go-to. Take out wall. your earrings, put your hair up. They try to pull uh, their hair and keep them in the dick. And they're like, oh, shit, that doesn't work. Oh, yeah. But the dudes have so much love for each other afterwards, and they just own it. They're like, yeah, dude, I got my fucking head rocked by you, there but was, I love it. Let's go get a one beer. Of my, one of my favorite fights, and I know you said that he's a boring fighter, uh, was when Israel Adesanya fought Anderson Silva in one of his last sure. fights. Was That was good. <clears throat> it was such a technically... It was so incredibly technical that you have to you have to watch these feints as they're doing it, where they're they're just feeling each other out for that right moment. And so it kind of looks like they're not doing much. But if you really watch, it's like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're feeling each other out. They're trying to find their range. They're trying to see if they're going to go for the feints and react and blah, 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 blah. And the reason why it was so exciting was because Israel Adesanya was like Anderson Silva 2.0 when he came in. He had 80, 80 Muay Thai fights, professional Muay Thai fights, to which he won 75. He was only ever knocked out once, and that guy is now in the UFC, and everybody's talking about how he's going to come for Israel Adesanya. Well, Israel Adesanya is a 23 and 1, and the one loss he has was the only fight where he went up a weight class and challenged another champion, and he lost by decision. He didn't what even get knocked out. Or... Yes. Uh, and 
when they when they did that fight, when Anderson Silva and Israel Adesanya did that fight, everybody knew it was going to be a cat and mouse game of some of the best stylistic kind of things that you could see. And at the end of the fight, when they announced the winner, which was Israel Adesanya, they did the jujitsu bow on the mat, and Israel Adesanya would not get up until Anderson Silva came and picked him up as a sign of respect to the older fighter who had been in the UFC and was such a goat of that class. And it was like, that's the kind of shit that I like to see. I like it when they go in there, they put it all out there. And then when it's done, they show all the respect in the world. Now there's a really funny fighter. You can see this whole montage on uh, YouTube. He's not in the UFC, but his name is Sean O'Connell. Okay. He does the funniest shit every way in some way ins he'll come in. And when the other fighter comes and they're like all pissed off, you know, for the thing, he'll go like this and he'll, he'll put a kazoo in their mouth and star sunglasses on and then put one on himself. And then they'll look at the camera and it just breaks up the whole, like, I hate you. And he does this shit every way. And just to fuck with the other fighter. It's yeah. awesome. awesome. <laughs> Psychological warfare. Yeah. Love it's it. just different shit, man. It, it's fun. I've been just completely consumed by it lately. And then the betting's a whole different angle. It's just fucking. Yeah, it's I fucking heard you were making some dough on that. That's awesome. I've been fucking bad. killing the game betting, dude. Not gonna lie. So oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's nice. dope. Get hey, it. you're monetizing however you can. That's a entrepreneurship <laughs> right there. I try to. Hopefully, uh, we're not supposed to pay taxes on our betting gains, but we'll see. Oh wait, I do have to insert an ad here. I totally forgot. What you by Carl's Jr. Thank you. I get paid every time I say that. Uh, Carl's I Jr. Know you're not feeling. No, I'm just kidding. It's from it's from idiocracy. Hit <laughs> <laughs> me every no, time I, I do. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, no, I know you don't feel good, Ben. I know you have to go to bed. It is way I past know. your bedtime. So we'll get the fuck out of here. But thanks, everybody. Uh, Ryan, before you get out of here, tell us where we can find you. Besides on Instagram, which I have on the screen right here. I know. I saw that. That's nice. Very professional. Thank you. Oh yeah. Uh, DangerousWorldStore.com. Uh, Patreon.com/slash DangerousWorldPodcast. That's it. Fun stuff. Thank you guys. This was cool. Ryan, it was really good to see you again, man. Glad, yeah, glad to have you back, you. buddy. Yeah, we'll we'll have you on again. I want to get you back on with uh Ron sometime and we'll all do a, a reunite. It's been fuck, I don't know, a fuck. year. Seems like it's been a while. It's been well, like guys of 2020. I don't know. We Go didn't ahead. even say shit about it when it happened. We just hit our two years. Uh, nice. I don't care. Oh yeah. <laughs> on like the 13th of September, or just like two days ago or something like that. Was one right. of two drop. years. Boner. Mm. All right. Thanks for live chat. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Ryan. Thanks, Ben, for joining. We appreciate that as always. And uh, Rockfin live chat. We'll see you guys. And audio listeners, of course, if you want to see the video of our talking fucking faces, you know where to find us. All right. Later. Later.